am really excited to bring Leah Stender on the show here today. Leah was a former self-proclaimed hot mess express when it came to all things juggling her time with two young girls while she was running a business and thinking about launching a second business. Leah is a student of mine in the top program and is now also in the achieve program. And she agreed to come on here today and share some of her big aha moments and early wins that she had when she first launched into the program and started making some subtle changes and how she was structuring her time. So I'm really excited to have her on where you can learn from her today where some quick wins might be for you. Welcome to the Work Life Harmony Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Sumrall. I'm a former techie turned entrepreneur. I'm also a mom and a wife. And just like you, I'm juggling hashtag all the things while running multiple businesses and a family. Being a successful female entrepreneur doesn't mean you have to feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and stressed out. Gaining control of your time and calendar is all about learning a few key techniques and systems to better organize and structure your time. This is your show to learn from me and other amazing women how to master your time and organization to skyrocket your productivity so you can have work-life harmony. All right, welcome back to another episode of Work-Life Harmony. I am thrilled to have the amazing Leah Stender here with me today. Leah and I met, oh, how many years ago do you think, Leah? Did we like four? About four years ago, where we were both in the same network marketing company. And so we met online that way. As you guys will soon find out as we chat, Leah is just her personality is one you just want to go spend as much time with her as possible. She is brutally honest. She makes you laugh at herself. She makes you laugh at her. So welcome, Leah. I would love it if you would take a quick minute. Introduce yourself. Let everybody know all things awesome about Leah. You're so sweet. Thank you. So I am a wife. I'm a mama. I have two girls. And I used to be in the corporate world and things change. And now I am a stay-at-home mom working, you know, my network marketing business. And yeah, I'm sort of starting this new thing. So being a full-time working mom in corporate world, seeing the viewpoint of a stay-at-home mom who moved across the country and didn't know anyone. I've kind of really seen these different viewpoints and I like to share a lot on social media and about inspirational things and just things that I'm working on. I'm a constant student of myself and I'm always trying to be a better person. And I've been sharing these things over time and you know through my network marketing business but people have been asking me more and more about what I'm doing and so I'm sure we'll talk about it more later but so I've kind of in the past couple of months had this idea and now I'm launching a new business <laughs> which we see what it develops into but that's me in a nutshell I love that and what I think is you know your journey has been You've really experienced all the different roles because you had, you know, two kids and were working in corporate and then transitioned to being at home. How old are your girls now? So they are six and four. 
takes them for. And, and I actually, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually came up with this kind of hilarious, I was thinking as I was journaling this morning, I kind of came up with this hilarious analogy for you of what happened. You know, I was one of those people who I could never take care of myself. Like I always said this, I had, you know, we all as women have negative self-talk and it's terrible. And it's kind of something that I'm out to change. <laughs> but so I had, you know, this idea that I just couldn't even take care of myself when I was without kids. And so how am I supposed to have kids? And then I had kids and oh my God. So you're a runner. And so I feel like when you're in the groove and you're running and then all of a sudden you kind of trip or stumble a little bit and you're, you have those seconds afterwards of, oh my gosh, am I going to like stick the next foot or am I going to crash? Like to me, that's how having kids was in full-time corporate career. It's like, you are just hoping you can get all the shit together and keep going. And so that, that's how I felt like through corporate is that I was constantly tripping, constantly just trying to juggle babies. You know, I did lots of presentations in, in front of city council. And so I'm driving the city council meeting, you know, pumping underneath the thing on the freeway, doing my thing, like, hold on. You know, as a mom, we do all of these things and we just do it without even thinking, maybe there's another way or how can I do this better? So I don't know what your question was, but yeah, all the things. All the things. So Leah has gone through the top program. So again, that is my online course for time management, organization, and productivity. So I reached out to her because she has very graciously been sharing with me as she's been going through the program where she's had some big changes, some big wins, some big aha moments. So I said, hey, would love to have you on the show so that you can give some real world hands on like, here's what worked. Here's are some things that I learned and how this has helped you. And it was really awesome for me because sometimes, you know, an area I really get excited about coaching and helping people on, sometimes it's the small little things that I don't always know are making the biggest impact. So I would love to hear kind of what were maybe if you could pick one to start with, what was one of the biggest like aha moments or big revelations you had that helped you start changing a little bit in how you are juggling all the things and maintaining some semblance of sanity? <laughs> well, I don't know about that, if that's ever possible. But so definitely the first thing that comes to mind is knowing yourself. And the way you put it was oh, introverted or extroverted, right? So if you know me in real life, I seem very extroverted when I'm around people. I am talking and I am so happy to be with people and I love it. I pull people together. I mean, my husband's told me this. It's so sweet. He's like, one thing that you do is you connect people. So I just, I love being with people. But after I went through your program and I took the, you know, like knowing yourself quiz, like introverted, extroverted, I was dumbfounded gobsmacked is a good word. Like I was just like, had no idea that I was actually an introvert. And I spent the next couple of weeks on Facebook, like, Oh my gosh, I'm an introvert. <laughs> like, yeah. It's my world turned upside down go through that. And for those of you listening, it's kind of a questionnaire. And when, when I'm helping people understand introvert versus extrovert, it's really zeroing in on that. How do you re-energize? Are you someone like I am who needs to be like left alone? <laughs> don't talk to me. Don't touch me. I need to be alone for a while to fill my energy levels back up versus being out and about really energizes you. And so many people have a misconception of what they are. But what I think is really fascinating is finding 
a lot of moms, particularly moms with young ones, find they really do resonate with that introverted side because we have kids pulling at us all the time. So yeah, your reaction when you found out you were introverted, (laughs) that was priceless. Yeah. I mean, so one thing that I think about, so I'm extroverted leaning introvert. So one of the things that I didn't realize, you know, I'm yelling at my kids. I call it scary screaming. I scary scream at my kids. I am quick to anger. I am just all of these emotions that that's not me. I'm, you know, look at like, I'm a happy, positive person, but when I get stressed, I go straight to that. So understanding that if my, like you said, what calms you or what re-energizes you, if I get those moments of re-energizing and moments of calm and moments of just sitting with myself in silence, like, please just, I'm going potty, just leave me alone. (laughs) You know, like if I get those moments, that fills me up so that when I come out that door, I can be that happy, calm mom. But if I don't get those moments, yeah, it's gone. So what did you, what have you changed in kind of just some daily routines since understanding that so that you can find those pockets where possible? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that you made me realize is that I was doing, so I've been doing a morning routine for the past couple years but it wasn't actually working for me. And what I realized through the whole top program, you know, other modules as well as this one, but was that I needed journaling time. And then that quiet, slow morning, getting myself up. So I get up pretty early, 520, 530, having that slow morning, but then diving into actually some actions. Before I was exercising, I was doing all these meditations. I was doing all these things. All that the things that people say you should do. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the things that, you know, Tim Ferriss or whoever, that's what they do. It just wasn't for me. So literally I get my coffee, which I'm still having. If I, you know, learn how to survive without coffee, that'll be amazing. Get my coffee and I get my journal and I, I sit down and I do that for a good solid 20 to 30 minutes. Because before I was like five minutes of journal, five minutes, of the, it didn't work. So I changed that. And then one thing I realized as well through the program is that I needed to actually get some solid things done in the morning because if I didn't, then I felt like I was crazy. And I, you know, I'm here with my kids, which is amazing and wonderful, but Hey, I need to do this, this, and this for my business. And I'm not, I'm splitting my time. I'm not actually with them and I'm not actually getting anything productive done for the business. So refocusing, getting my quiet time and then knocking a few things out. That's my morning. That's fantastic. And I love that you share that because that was a big struggle I had way back when, when I was trying to re-implement and recreate my morning routine, you go out and you read all of these, you know, published articles and the miracle morning book, which I think is a great book, but they kind of zero you in and say, okay, all highly productive people do this morning routine. They meditate, they do yoga, they journal, they this, they don't, you know, they don't drink coffee or they don't touch their phone for a first hour. So, excuse me. So here I am trying to implement that and I'm failing miserably. Well, two reasons. One was just not good for my personality type. The morning routine I do works really well for me and sets me up for success for today. But also a lot of these people writing out these morning routines don't have two and three-year-olds at home and they're not women. (laughs) So, you know, my husband's morning routine looks very different than mine and that's okay because we've worked it out. But I think that, you know, give yourself permission, which is exactly what you did to say, that's not 
that's not setting me up for success. But if I can do these things and a year from now, it might look different, you know, as your life changes. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say is that I feel like we as women, you know, I realized the idea of seasons really a lot in the past couple of years. We moved to Chicago a couple of years ago and that seasons really apply to our lives. And, you know, there might be a season where I can't get up at 520 and do all these things, but maybe I can do them later in the day. And this is something that you talk about too, is that, you know, some people are not morning people. And I tried to analyze that. And there are some things that I do at night instead, you know, like I do a little bit of reading at night, but understanding that also, you know, your kid's going to wake up, you know, they're not always going to sleep till when you think they want to, they're going to sleep, you know, so giving yourself grace. And like you said, permission to just, well, that's in at work. Let's try it again tomorrow. I always tell my girls, everything in life takes practice. And I know that there's that quote, progress over perfection. And I say, I say practice, not perfection, because you're going to practice this over and over and give yourself the grace to do that. Yep. I love that. Thank you. Now, I know another thing that we talked about that you found really helpful was the concept of understanding all the roles that you play. And this, this really ties into when I'm helping people with understanding good multitasking versus bad (laughs) multitasking. And I know this is something you are still working on every single day. So why don't you share with everybody kind of what, what that meant for you? Yeah. So when you had us write down, there's a worksheet. I love worksheets. I love lists. When you had us write down all the different hats that we wear, you know, and I was going through, I even like, I showed Josh, I showed my husband. I was like, did you know that I do all of this? So what are some of the hats you came up with? Oh boy. Well, just like the, you know, the things that aren't recognized, like the wear and tear of children's clothing and turning over seasons, you know, like seasonal clothing, you know, just the maintenance of birthdays and our calendar. I mean, he does a lot of things. Like when we go travel and when we go on trips, he takes that. I'm like, you take it. You know, he loves researching, but like the daily and the weekly and the monthly, like that kind of thing, it's all on me. Oh my gosh. There were a couple of other of them that I was just like, oh. you realize that it's probably chef, you know, yeah. you're, do- you're doing all the meal prep and planning, all the laundry, all the cooking and, oh, Hey, I'm trying to run a business, but then I'm also a mom and I'm also a wife. If you've got animals, pet owner, I mean, the list can go on and on. So went through this, you got your list of the 8,000 hats that you wear or roles that you play in your life. What is the next step from that to help you start getting a little bit more structure in your day? Are you so overwhelmed that you aren't even sure where to start? Guess what? You're not alone. In fact, still happens to me sometimes. And that's exactly why I created my three-step Ditch the Overwhelm process. And I use it anytime my list of things to do starts to paralyze me. I've shared this process with over 10,000 women. And if you need help getting out of overwhelm and back into action on the things that matter most, you can grab it too. All you have to do is DM me the word amen over on Instagram at Megan Sumrall, and my team will send it right over. Well, I think the other thing, and so you mentioned multitasking. So once I was able to see all of these hats and these tasks that happen, I, there's this step that you have us do where we highlight 
like, what's going on now? Like, what does your schedule look like now? And I was like, well, you know, like I'm a flexible, you know, I have a flexible schedule, stay at home and work my business. So no week is ever going to look the same, but I did it anyway. And I looked at it and not the changes of the weeks that is what stuck out at me. But what stuck out at me was that I was spending 20 minutes on this a half hour on that. Like every line I had to highlight a different color of like, Oh, and I was switching back and forth. And sometimes I'm like, well, I did this and that. And looking at my week in that way, it just was really shocking kind of to see how, and I think you said this before, like how you just like, you're constantly switching hats and it's not productive <laughs> that way. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize it wasn't productive. I thought like, I got this, I'm doing so many things, but I'm so busy and I hate the B word. You, you know, know, I do. <laughs> I'm so busy. I'm getting all this done. But like when you go in the end of the day, you're like, I have no idea what I got done, but I'm exhausted. Yeah. And that that is, I think one of the biggest things, and I can see you are, you have really zeroed in on this and made some great changes is that concept of multitasking versus context switching, which I know I beat this like a dead horse, but it is so important. And by context switching, okay, for the next 15 minutes, I'm mom. Now I'm working on my business for 15 minutes. Now I'm jumping over here and cooking dinner. And you're, you're in constant transition mode from one role to another. That is going to just tank your productivity and literally suck the life out of you. Whereas if you can find ways to restructure your day and your time and how your calendar looks now is so different from before where you can say, you know what, I'm going to lump a bunch of tasks together where I'm in kind of this mom mode or whatever mode and focus in on those for maybe 45 minutes to an hour and then go shift and say, okay, now I'm done with that. I'm putting this, I'm going to take that hat off and now I'm going to go put this hat on and move into there. That is that context switching that we want to work to minimize versus I know multitasking gets a bad rap, but I think it gets a bad rap because people are labeling context switching as multitasking. There is some good multitasking out there. For instance, when I'm folding laundry or cleaning toilets, guess what? That's when I'm listening to podcasts or audible stuff. Like that's my self-development time. So yeah, I'm multitasking. I'm folding laundry and I'm pouring into, you know, personal development work. I can do that because folding laundry doesn't take full attention. The bad multitasking is the cooking dinner while you're sending an email, while you're helping with the homework, while you're, you know, doing all those things, wearing all the hats at once. I learn (laughs) something every time I talk to you. Cause yeah, you're right. It's not it's the context. Which yeah. Is not and so that's where I think when you were highlighting all those different tasks, different colors in the different contexts you were in and you see this rainbow of paper throughout the entire day, it's exhausting to go back and look at it. Yeah. So what have you changed mm-hmm. in your life? Or, you know, and I, you're still fairly new at this, but you've made great progress. What changes, what subtle changes have you been making to really try and reduce that churn every day? I now at the beginning of the week, I look out and I try to get Mm -hmm. larger chunks of time and I try to do larger chunks of time where I am able to do, cause I'm slow. Like I'm a slow starter. You know, it takes me kind of a while to get like, okay, now I'm cleaning these toilets. You know, know, okay. I got to get the laundry in. Now I'm cleaning the toilet. And so I think it's having larger chunks of time as a way to look through my week. And then also, and this is something that you talk about in the program too, is just like yesterday, 
Zoe wanted to read on the couch. And I said, okay. So I set an alarm for, you know, a good half an hour where I didn't have my phone. I didn't have anything. It was me and Zoe and we were on the couch and focused. And then I was like, you know, Alexa went off and I'm like, okay, now it's time. You know, we need to do some laundry and clean the house. She's like, okay. And there was no fight. And I was just like, who are you? You know? And so making sure that there's the focus time on my kids, but then, so I guess those two things, but like focus time on my kids and that, and my husband, and then larger chunks of time so that I can do that. And I know that's not always possible, but no, and the more you do do it, the easier it gets. But I think, I mean, you've hit something that's so important, which is that you know, I always like to say you can have it all, just not at the same time. And so that giving that you're in that one hat all in for those 30 minutes. And now you can say, and now I'm going to go do this. And particularly with little kids at home, when you've given them that undivided attention, even just for the 30 minutes, then switching gears and saying, now I have to go do X, Y, or Z. It makes it so much easier. Whereas if you're only halfway in all day long, it's constant. It's just a constant pull. So I love that you share that. That's super powerful. So tell everyone a little bit about this new group that you have started because it's awesome that you're forming out on social media, how they can find you, how they can plug in because I'm already plugged in and I'm loving it. Well, thank you. So I kind of alluded to this earlier, but you know, just being a mom and I ask a lot of questions on social media. I just feel like moms, we have a really hard time doing a lot of the things that we're supposed to. And I think a lot of it is the ideals society puts on us. And it's also the pressures that we put on ourselves. So I'm kind of out to change that. I know yeah, it's girl, I love it. Thing, but so I've started a group called get your crap together and not that you have to actually get all of the things together, but crap is actually an acronym for calm, resilience, and patience. Because I really believe that if you don't have those things as a base, calm, resilience, and patience, you can't be a good human. You can't be a good mom. You know, all of the things that you have to do, it really comes back to whether you're grounded, whether, you know, what has filled you up. Have you done those things that fill you up? Because you need that calm, resilience, and patience. And like resilience is a funny one, I think, because but it's so necessary, especially as a mom, because those kids just keep bombarding you. And then like, there's questions from the school and your husband, you know, you need resilience to keep going. So that's what we've started. We just started it and I'm blown away by how many friends have been sharing it and how the group has grown. So yeah, so I'm excited about that. To get a hold of me, I'm on Facebook as Leah Ostenberg Stender. It's super hard to spell, but... And then on Instagram, I'm just at Leah Stender. So it's fairly easy, but yeah, I'm excited about this new chapter. I mean, this has been something that I've been thinking about for a couple years and just in the last four months, it's been really on my mind. And then kind of, you know, doing your program, the top program really laid out where like my base kind of like, okay, this, I got this crap figured out. Now, where can I go from there? And it was time to start this venture, whatever it is. I'm super excited. So yeah, so people, maybe we can give a link in the show notes to the, how you can opt into the, to the program, to the Facebook group. It lives on Facebook right now, but who knows what it'll look like I will like absolutely future, share so. that. And I'm telling yeah. you, ladies, if you need a breath of fresh air and a safe place to go do the, oh my gosh, this is hard. Like you want to be in Leah's group. It is the most 
or at least there's zero judgment. <laughs> it's, it, it's all hanging out. And that is, <laughs> that's one of that is why I love being there because it just makes you realize when you're having one of those days where you're trying to juggle all the things and it's not going well, you've got a good place to go. And I have to say it is a pleasure and a delight for me to see what you have accomplished in just the last eight weeks and to even feel like I had a tiny little partnership with you in that to help lay that foundation of carving out the time, getting that inspiration going. It's awesome. So thank you for allowing me to participate. It's it's amazing. Oh, well, thank you for giving <laughs> what me I the do. structure. All right. Lady. You know it's coming. Tell us what's your favorite pair of shoes. Oh, okay. So I have a small caveat. If you knew me in the summer, well, if you know me in the summer, I always go to flip-flops. I am not, I love your fancy shoes and I wish I could wear your fancy shoes. The only thing I could wear is like a wedge, but I'm a flip-flop girl, especially living in San Diego for 10 years. You will find me in flip-flops. Now it is winter. It's decided to become winter here in Chicago very early. So the moment it turns to winter, some people have a holdout. Like my husband, it was snowing and he was pretty much still in flip-flops. As soon as it turns to cold, I go straight to these really ugly, again, cheap boots that are fuzzy on the inside and zip up. They are cheap and they are easy. <laughs> two of my favorite words, like put those in, uh, you know, put my little toesies in that. And then it's kind of my uniform in the winter. I should get some better shoes. That's fantastic. As long as your feet are happy, that's good to go. Well, thank you for being here today. It was a pleasure. And everybody truly, if you need a breath of fresh air, go check out the show notes and go, go join Leah's group. You will be very, very happy you did. Thanks so much, Leah. Thank you. Getting on top of all things time management, organization, and productivity doesn't have to stop just because this episode is over. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Megan Sumrall, or just open any browser and go to megansumrall.com. If spelling my name is a complete pain, just go to theworklifeharmony.com and grab my free time management cheat sheet. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share it.